forever. Dog. Look, I didn't have a fancy beach Thanksgiving like others did, <laughs> where they just walked down yeah. to their beachfront property from their house. Beach beach blanket bingo yeah. was his name o. Yeah. The uh this is this is I'm not kidding. The uh that we did our pel- our, our our picnic did get uh ravaged by birds though. Uh it was uh-huh. uh we what? were they, they started circling, you know, uh like sexy c- English sexually British women. <laughs> yeah. Benny Hills like chasing them around your pic your picnic blanket. I won't say this about you, uh, you Brett. Now, this is not meant to be a condemnation of your lifestyle or your choices. Mm. Okay. But when you put a beach image as a you on the beach having Thanksgiving, and then you don't share the fact that your Thanksgiving was basically destroyed by birds, <laughs> you're selling a false image to people that makes them feel like they're not doing it right. Because their thing was destroyed by birds. Right. Like, I mean, we all had all of our Thanksgivings were destroyed by birds. Yeah. And I don't think it's fair that you're going on social media and using it to perpetuate this myth that yours wasn't. We tried to have a thing on the beach and then birds trashed our thing. We'll never be as perfect as Brett. In fact, Brett got a photo. He asked one of the birds to hold the camera. Yeah. Who do you think was taking those pictures? He bribed this one bird mm-hmm. not to kill him. He said, like, yeah. Are you interested in photography? And the bird's like, maybe. Yeah. But it's like, you like pho- photographs? Hi. Hi. Nudge, nudge. Wink, wink. Say no more. Photographs, huh? Click, click. Swimming costumes. <laughs> Swimming costumes. Whoa. Hey. Whoa. Hey. And then the bird is like, excuse me. I don't know. I'm not that kind of bird. I don't know where you got that impression from. Well, yes, we do uh, go on vacation, like Terry Jones in that sketch when he's like playing it as the straightest. (laughs) Brett, we got to watch watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm so sorry. It's the most overplayed thing ever. I don't care. They literally did a cover of it Mm -hmm. for their sketch movie. Oh, yeah. They did. And now for something completely different where they're Mm -hmm. like, let's just. Like, give me another like take of Nudge Nudge. Give me another take of Dead Parrot. And live at the Hollywood Bowl is the funniest thing of all because he's Terry Jones sitting at a table. Then suddenly, evening, Squire. Let's get on with this skit. Where's the other person for this skit? Right, you want some that chair? And to the skit, evening, Squire. Good evening. Listen to that. <laughs> is, your, uh, is your wife a goer? Hey, know what I mean? Know what I mean? Nudge, nudge, know what I mean? Say no more. I, I beg your pardon? Your, uh, your wife, does she go? Hey, does she go? Hey, hey? Well, she sometimes has to go, yes. <laughs> I bet she does, I bet she does. Say no more, say no more, know what I mean? Nudge, nudge. 
She likes games, eh? Likes games. Knew she would. She's been around a bit, eh? She's been around. She has travelled, yes. She's from Glendale. Glendale, that's Brett. Brett. Brett, that's, that's them tailoring it for us. I love it. Now I get it. Tom, we got to do a show at the Hollywood Bowl. We, we need to do a show at the Hollywood First of all, we need some crap like this that just people start screaming as soon as we do it. That's n- that's like thing it. number one. Put that on the list, Brett, mm-hmm. of yep. things for 2022, just the double threat needs. Some what's crap. our nudge yeah. nudge? What's our nudge nudge? And in parentheses. I mean, take a pick. I think we've got, I think we've got t- 10, 20 nudge nudges. Well, I'm, in, I'm not in, saying in we didn't come catalog. up with it yet. We have to identify it. We just have to, answer the qu- we have to answer the question. Yeah. What is it? Is it? Yeah, right. Contender. Well, apparently it's our number one t-shirt. I didn't realize that. That mm-hmm. was very thrilling. To see that top five countdown of double threat T-shirts, I want to see the bottom five. But yeah, what are the? I feel like I could list number one. Tootsko, Tootsko, Horton Teen. All my designs are at the bottom five. This is yeah. But Brett, we we need to because uh, Monty Python tailored their material for the LA audience. So do you think that this guy's wife? Does she go to the Americana? I <laughs> say no more. Or the Galleria. Right. The Galleria. Hi. Hi. Whoa. I. You think she Does goes she to dine Nana's? At the, she dine at the mustard seed cafe. Yeah. Nana's hey. empanadas. I say no more. Where's so we need to identify our say no more. Nudge nudge wink wink, and we need to lean into it so that when we finally do live shows, and we will do live shows that these animals are screaming the second we make a reference, it'll be the easiest show in the world. Cause we'll do nothing other than just invoke previous my, glories the whole here's my time. Number, here's my number one fear. Yeah. We do a live show. Nothing gets a bigger response than us bringing out Brett. Yeah. That's my biggest fear. It's my number one fear. Number one fear where they're just like, no, we like. And he'll get an entrance. Oh, like, no, don't get, get me wrong. Like, no, you'll gonna... you'll get an entrance. That'll be like a great moment. Yeah. But I'm worried about like, we're not going to like nothing that you and I do. will match. The and we're in the logo. We're in the logo. Yeah, we are the logo. We're the Jerry West of this bitch. Right. We're the logo. Wait, who who's he? What did he do? The voice of Ren and Stimpy? No, he's an he's the, an NBA player who is the the silhouette of the logo. The logo of the NBA is the silhouette of a player, and it's it's oh, Jerry Oh, that's West. who that is. Yes, it's yes, him. Yes. But they, the NBA sure. has never admitted that it's him because then they would they don't want to. They owe him so. They much They would money. have to pay him fifty billion dollars, right? Even though it's clearly him. I hate. Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, me too. It was always gross. The veins. I hated the veins and the the seeing like an eyeball in a, a stressed out no. eyeball with the no with the no yeah no, no. the corpuscles and the whatnot. No, no. Your wife. She go to Indochino. She go to Indochino at Americana. Hey, hey. She got she got an Americana with intellig yeah. is intelligence. He has to open dress for really? less. Oi, dress for less. Sunset Junction. <laughs> Your wife, she shop at Fashion Nova. <laughs> That's ridiculous. 
I start shopping at Fashion Nova. I've been noticing that you're. I guess you've been looking some, a lot. You're well. I've been noticing your cakes look terrific. Thank you. I appreciate it. I will say this: I am walking between five and eight miles a day, every oh, day. God, I am. So I'm eating tired. whatever. I'm eating all the calories Tom has burned. But I now I'm feeling like cravings for calories, like. Yeah. Like you'd think I'd, I'm, I'm, I'm a step away from eating just sticks of butter. But the difference is when Michael Phelps does that, he's burning like 9,000 calories. I'm not burning that many. I'm just finally exercising. My body can't handle sticks of butter. Tom's like hanging out outside of taxidermist being like, yeah. do you have any bear fat? Yeah. You have any uh, whale blubber? <laughs> What are you going to do with all that fat? I need some scrimshaw. Also, can I wear the pelt as a... Your wife, she likes scrimshaw, hey? Taxidermy. And the kicker to that skit, Brett, and they did call it a skit, not a sketch. So calm down, Brett. Is that he says... Uh, you ever had sex He's with like, a you lady? ever been with a lady? Oh, he never, he didn't say sex? I don't, I don't think so. But then he just goes, what's it like? And then great. they cue black, hard punch. It's a great out. That's what's called an out. It's called yeah. an out. Or a, what is it? A button? A, I don't care. Put a little button care. on it. I don't care. So but the least funny people in the world. Know all the terms. Use terms. Things. Yeah. When you're yeah, funny. That's kind of, that's kind of a, it's kind of a clam. Yeah. What's the blow here? I don't know. You blow. You're not funny. You blow. You blow. <laughs> you blow. <laughs> Yeah, what's the? Why don't you, and why? How about you clam up? Yeah, how about you clam up, and I'll bl I'll blow my funny saxophone like Coltrane, because that's what I blow, the comedy saxophone, a laugh supreme, a laugh supreme, a laugh supreme, right? No. Yes. Sure. <laughs> That should be the next T-shirt. A laugh supreme. Take the cover of a love supreme, <laughs> oh and then put me and, and Julie on it, and it says it says double threat. A laugh supreme. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I, I have not watched any of these Beatles sing. I yet. figured I figured you haven't watched it. I can't wait. But I want to say this. Yeah. I tweeted yeah. a thing where I mm -hmm. said, Hey, I just found out that Yoko Ono didn't break up the Beatles. Also, I found out that water is wet. Yeah. And I have gotten two responses from Death people threats. saying No, worse. The worst version of things. People saying, actually, water technically isn't wet. Because it's a thing. Amazing. And it's just like, what are we doing? What are we, what are we, what are we doing here? What's the second thing? No, the two people wrote me the same thing. Actually, water isn't wet. It's a, it's a thing. Like, 
it doesn't it is not inherently wet with a thing i'm like nice way to nice way to take to take something so literally that is a that is a cliche people used to prove that they believed women were inferior by arguing that yoko broke up the beatles now they just treat you like a woman Mm -hmm. when you defend her so you just got mansplained too i don't know what to tell you tommy but you know what i said Man, what? I feel like a woman. I sang my favorite Beatles song, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. The best part, part, the best part of, of waking like up. A woman is the Folgers in your cup. They show them doing that. Mm-hmm. They show, this is all I'll say about it. First yeah. of all, I feel like I'm being punished for liking the Beatles at this point. Because there's so much of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I, Yes, I feel like mm-hmm. I've just emerged from the mines and I have one more episode to go. But mm-hmm. um, I'm a lot of fun to watch stuff with, as you know. So rank because for I, me. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't mean to stop. But you guys, you're oh, a lot no, of fun no, no, because like I well, I watch well, I watch things and I tell people what I think of them as I watch them. And then mm-hmm. I ask a lot of questions. Yes. So every time Yoko will take out the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And she'll like look at the news while they're you know doing their thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And by the way, she she's not pitching. She's not like Metallica's therapist. It's not like she's pitching lyrics or anything. Yeah, she ain't filth towel. No, she's just like chilling because she and John had an unconventional relationship. News flash. Yeah. And water is wet. If it isn't, then what is? That's the whole thing. It's like okay, well, technically, maybe in your nerd talk, it's it's it, it, the properties of it don't apply. I'm here in the real world, Jack. That's a, and in the real world, water's wet. So whenever Yoko takes out a, her newspaper and reads the newspaper, I go, "What's in the news? What's that's, in the news?" That's what I was wondering. Is she is she doing like a Jay Leno thing with the Beatles, or what's she's like, "What's in the news?" She's like, Let me "What's just in check the news?" Here. What's in the news here? We got a uh, this Charles Manson seems to be uh, running wild. Vietnam's not getting any better. Yeah, the Vietnam seems to be a real. Uh, Real state of turmoil. What did uh, uh, Spiro Agnew say today? Rosemary's Baby's in the theater. So what oh, is, baby. what's your favorite? Rank the Beatles now. Are you having watched two of the three parts? Favorite oh, to Tom, least favorite I, wa- <laughs> I, I think I did what I'm going to say. You're going to say, you're going to probably say like Ringo, George, Paul, John. I don't know. I, 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 I'm so... I'm so messed like up by this thing. No, I do. I like them all. I'm just like, I really do feel like I'm being punished. I feel like I was mm-hmm. lo- like, it's it. I keep going back to that Ronald, that Donald Duck thing where he catches his nephew smoking and he's like, you're not mm-hmm. leaving this room until you finish this crate of cigars. Mm-hmm. And I really like the Beatles and I'm spending so much time with them now that I, I just feel like I've been indoctrinated into some kind of cult. I mean, I, I I went in thinking one thing. Now Ringo's definitely my favorite at this point in the okay. um in the footage. Uh-huh. Because there's less there of him. No, he just seemed like a sweetie pie and a goofball. Well, he is. Well, that's how the, that's how the undercounted yeah. generally are. They oh my goodness to. gracious. He comes in one morning, I think it was like the Monday, it was like the first Monday morning, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, I'm not gonna lie, I am not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's like best thing for someone to say on a Monday morning coming into the office. I think it's great that basically, by all accounts, it seems like the Beatles broke up because Ringo had to go make the movie Magic Christian. 
Well, they had, they were under the pressure. There was, I know there was some magic Christian pressure. I've learned more about fucking Mal than I've ever Mal known. Evans. I, I, I know more about Glenn John, who Johns. looks like who looks Glenn Johns, whose name is very similar to Glennis Johns, who looks exactly like the guy from Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, who ends up being Superwoman. Z-Man. I, Z-Man. I spent He-Man. I, I, Ronnie He-Man Bartell. Bart, Bart Bartelt is it? Is he related to Kevin? Kevin Bartelt is it, it was in the Beatles at one point. Linda McCartney, I realize, is from Scarsdale, and she talks like mm-hmm. she has a Patty Hearst rich girl accent. Oh, I have I spent love Linda McCartney. She is so she when she, whatever, whatever she talks, it's so funny. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize she was my. Uh, she's from my hometown. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear her. I want. I want. I want to hear her talk about the five corners and how you can get a. You know, before Starbucks opened, there was really terrific Baskin Robbins, and you'd get a. You know, cappuccino blast. Of course, there was Sevies, and then there was Lang's Delicatessen. What? How about now? Does John make all those corny jokes? And are you laughing yeah. at them still? Is he just like doing like those? My name is Rupal Tuple, and I want to yeah, say with the of. rest of the gang here, we're yes. happy yeah. to have you here, and we're going to do our best. Yep. Ugh, those those are groaners. Oh, my God. I love that. I'm, yeah. He's, no, I love. With the card. I don't know what's worse, his his puns or his bad little doodles. Puns? His doodles um, are bad. His, he's so beautiful. He's John? Oh, so good looking. Oh, my God. He's so What about Paul? Paul's not good looking? I don't think this was a good look for Paul. So he keeps showing up in this like bright orange like Henley that seems a little fleece. Okay. Like and he's got his vest and like that Chris beard Christie? just doesn't look great on him. Like a fleece like Chris Christie wore. Like a Patagonia. Yes, he looks exactly like Chris Christie after um Hurricane, Hurricane Sandy. Sandy. And um but but yeah, John and also George looks so good. I mean, his outfits, he's pulling these like, like he shows up dressed like that priest one time when he goes into Apple and mm-hmm. he's wearing that giant. He looks like Father Guido Scarducci. If like, uh, <laughs> if Father Guido Scarducci, he looks like Daddy Guido Scarducci. Okay. I got to watch I love it. Thing. Listen, I love it. I love it. I, I love it. But I'm also like in this trance and this haze. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Sondheim died and I've been so, so heartbroken and so sad. And I know it's bizarre to call the death of a 91 year old a shock, but I am. No, absolutely. Look, people are there and then then they're not there. It's a it's a it's a monumental uh, concept to wrap your head around that somebody was always there and then they're not there. And whether you knew them in real life or they just meant so much to you, then you did know them in real. You, I, you knew him, even if you didn't know him, you knew him because of the impact that he made on you and the amount you thought about him and, and took his art to heart. You knew, you knew him. I'm just so sad. It's so heartbreaking. It's almost like who told him he was allowed to go? You know, Man. like who, who told him he could do that? Man, when I croak, I'm telling you, if these are the tears that are going on now, when I croak, 
Look out. Some people are going to get Julia to the super size Costco. We'll go to Costco and get her some Kleenex. Because when I keel over. You're not going anywhere, you oh, no, dumb I bitch. Am. I'm gone. It's, it's, look, we're going to see how many nights of Hanukkah I make it through. I just wanted to say about Mr. Sondheim. Yeah. That I never got to meet him, so I never got to thank him. Mm-hmm. And I guess you were saying that that's how you thank people is you just sort of pass their stuff along. Absolutely. I really feel like I I would not know nearly what I know about him over the years. Not just this is not just a last minute thing uh, around his passing. You've talked about him so much and I've seen how much of an impact his art made on you and it encouraged you to make the art you make. That's a beautiful thing. It's a, it's, it's a, you're moving it forward all the time. Did you feel affected when Lou Reed died? Um, yes, I, I did. I, but it, it's something that it became more cumulative over time. Cause I, I knew like, there was just like, he was not well. Yes. So this it was, was not, very it was not sudden, the world's biggest surprise. Despite the fact that he was 91, he was out and about like he saw more theater in the last two mm-hmm. weeks than I've seen in the last 10 years. And, you know, sure. And I mean, the thing is like, look, David Bowie dying, people knew David Bowie was not well for a long time. Like that was just understood that he was, he was uh, dealing with some, some, you know, some legit health issues. Um, Prince total shocker. Did, Prince, did it affect, did it affect you? Prince did. I think Prince did because that felt truly like somebody too gone too soon. And when there's when there's such a force of nature, and then suddenly you're like, how can it be that that force of nature isn't here? It's 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 a it's a heavy concept to really process. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also like that. There's there's never been a surplus of genius. Mm-hmm. You know, there's never, there's never been like, Oh, we've got so many geniuses. Only here. There is only Where? here. A double threat. A double threat. Got a surplus. Usually these shows would be lucky to even be able to spell <laughs> the word genius, but with there's two of them it on is, the show. It is with right a J, now. right? There's, it is with, no, it's with a, it's with a G. There's two geniuses on the show right now. There's Julie Klausner, the writer, author, actor, performer entertainer entertainer um and then there's brett and brett is <laughs> we've, heard, <laughs> we've heard his credentials and look we don't have listen, enough time damn, there might not be enough, you damn goose there listen might not be enough zeros goose. and ones on my recorder to to be able to properly uh to, to hold <laughs> all the if brett starts listing his credits he's probably better off listing the jobs he doesn't do uh train conductor uh, bird bird <laughs> <astronaut>. wrangler <laughs> it's like, <laughs> can't scare birds away from his picnic what kind yeah. of birds were these brett were they gulls uh seagulls and uh pigeons it was a combination it was a it was a Jesus. joint joint it was worst, a coordinated attack worst and, of uh, both worlds the worst yeah, of new york yeah. and the worst of la and i'm on the seagull diet actually right now i see gulls <laughs> and i eat them you're so you're so brain dead from all this walking. I could see you. I could see you, Tom, from like walking from Pasadena to Venice. And by the time you get to Venice, you're starting to chase the seagull. You you look at them. You see buckets of Kentucky. Oh, I just start to think I am eyes. one of them. I'm like, let's get out of here, guys. Let's go check out some. 
Let's, Let's go, go get find some French, French fries. Fry. <laughs> and you like yeah. start punching them. You start fighting with yeah. them over the French fries. And yeah. you remember you have money. You can buy French and I'm fries. Like, wah, wah. And then uh, people are watching me. And then somebody goes, well, that just happened. <laughs> I can't believe this is the first time I've ever cried on this show. Won't be the last. I'm looking back and they're like, wait a minute. There's so many other times I oh. probably should have cried. Well, if I cried every time a guest didn't know that you were a co-host. Yeah, if I cried. Well, then it would be like, uh, then there, there, you might not have, there might not be any more uh, saline in your, in your, in your ducts. Cause you would have cried be, it all out. First of all, please don't talk. They're not ducks. They're geese. Yeah. It's funny because I'm on the sea ducks diet right now. <laughs> if I see ducks, I eat them. Second of all, yeah. if I did cry every time you were mistreated, then we could yeah. be setting ourselves up to have some sort of Jim and Tammy Faye Baker kind of yeah. outfit where, remember, they she used to cry it every time she cried. People would call up and donate more money. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like she was as blameless in some of the stuff? as as it has been determined she was you know i'll never know because i refuse to watch that movie starring jessica chastain wearing enough makeup to make her look as ugly as say mm -hmm. me yeah <laughs> i can't handle Stop. the idea that they found the most like beautiful woman and they're like mm -hmm. all right back up the silicone truck we'll make a monster of her yet mm -hmm. as opposed to yeah. hiring a character actress it is so funny. i yeah. won't know that isn't it funny when people were like I find it funny. I'll say this. Maybe look, maybe tell you me, disagree tell with me. Tell me completely. what you think is funny. When like they're like, oh, Nicole Kidman's gonna play Lucille Ball in this thing. And they're yeah. like, they're like, with, with Deborah Messing out there, how on earth could you cast Nicole Kidman? Well, Nicole Kidman's an amazing actor. That's how. It's very simple. Deborah Messing was Tom, the least interesting person on on uh Will and Grace. And there were only two people on it. Tom. Give me one example besides to die for of Nicole Kidman being amazing. Oh, uh, just go, just go with it. The Adam Sandler movie. Is that what the movie's called? Just go with it. Right. She's great in it. She's, Are you sure that's her? Oh, I'm positive. That's her. She's Jennifer Aniston's rival in it. Here, look, I'll go down All the right. filmography. You want me to tell you? I'll, I'll no, I don't want this to turn into a Nicole Kidman defense. Uh, no. I just, it's, it'll be very fast. This is going to be like lightning itself. Okay, fine. Nicole Kidman. Let's see. Oh, right off the bat. Moulin Rouge right there. Ding dong. Puts her at the top of the list. Let's see. Far and away. Um, Let's see. Uh, She was great in, I thought she, I, I, I really liked her in Destroyer. The band? Yeah, she played bass. On uh, Kaput. Now, um, the movie Destroyer, where she had like the the face in it that was like, didn't even look like her. Her face. Oh, really? You mean it moved? She's great in that. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't I don't want to. I don't want to jump on the Nicole Kidman. Just go with band. it. She was great. Uh, yeah. um, Margot at the Wedding, I liked. I like Margot at the Wedding. Um, I like that movie. Yeah. I, I do think that she calls her agent and she's like, I should have been the mayor of East Town. I should have been the mayor. I would have been great. I would have been great. Yeah. Why didn't you get me that part? 
Get me that pat. Mayor of East Town. I want to eat at a wah-wah. <laughs> <laughs> I could eat at a wah-wah, too. Should we introduce the show? I thought we were just about done. I thought we were in the home okay. stretch. I've got a leftover sandwich. You know, people are like, here's things to do with Thanksgiving leftovers in it. You couldn't throw up faster. Mm-hmm. They're like, make an omelet with like. <laughs> yeah. Take your stuffing and your mashed potatoes <laughs> and the leftover turkey and cranberry sauce. And, 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 and make an omelet. Put a, put a bread bowl in your toilet. Yeah. Step one. Take the food. Right on the wall with it. Acid is groovy. Kill the pigs in cranberry sauce. <laughs> Why would anybody put those two sentences so next to stupid. each other on a wall? It's so stupid. It's, it's proof. If you ever needed proof that Charlie and the Manson so family were dumb. the dumbest people on earth. So dumb. And then they did the like. The Black Panther, like, yeah. paw. They tried to draw a paw, and you're like, yeah. oh, God. This is like, remember we had that thing where the two of us tried to draw Popeye? Did I ever do that with you? No. It's a pretty fun, it's a pretty fun game if you're at, like, a restaurant or something, and there's, like, a pad of paper or, like, mm-hmm. you have a pen. It's a fun challenge. It's called Draw Popeye. To try to draw Popeye. Yeah. Because it's hard to remember... Like you picture his arms, mm-hmm. and I know he has one eye, and I know he has a pipe, but yeah. beyond that, it's very hard to like remember what the shape of his head is. Yeah, and he's got those little pinchy elbows too, doesn't he? Aren't his elbows? I guess like, it's, it's a lot easier to draw olive oil. Sure, but draw Popeye from memory is a fun, um, like bar game. Did um, so and by bar game I mean something to do when you're drinking at home. Yeah. So when acid, just in case I'm getting this wrong, they wrote on the wall, acid is groovy, kill the pigs. Right? Show me the lie. But is that, that's like, that was one of the, one of the houses trying to think they were starting the race. Can we fact check that, please? They wrote helter skelter. They wrote helter skelter and they spelled helter with an A. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm trying to verify this Manson family wall well, right Okay, so the second all right, so the second one we all know that they stuck a fork and poured Mr. LaBianca's tum tum, right? Mm-hmm. And wrote pig on his skin. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? That's right. Fine. Yeah. Thank you. First house. Helter Skelter. They wrote death to pigs. They didn't write that. Well, who wrote Acid is Groovy Kill the Pigs? That was a different crime? <laughs> I think you did. I think you did. Well, where am I getting that from? The devil. The devil. Old scratch. <laughs> Please call me scratch. Old scratch is my father. <laughs> Old scratch. <laughs> what about um? What's his name? Um. Oh, he who shall not be named. Do you, ugh, I hate that when people are like, I go by many names. And you're like, just say that you're the devil and like get yeah. this movie. Can we like speed this up, please? Yeah. I'm on watching this thing. Yeah. I go by many names. You're the devil. You're the devil. I know. Yeah. Some call me the devil. Yeah. Okay. Because you are fine. Some call me old scratch, but everyone calls Isn't you the interest- devil. 
every, yeah, every, isn't devil. it interesting that I have so many different names? Yeah. It's like, oh, God. It's like when you go around in the first day of class and it's like, tell us something about yourself. And the devil, mm -hmm. like, sucks all the air out of the room. Yeah, the devil would be pretty boring. I guess I'd have to say my favorite flavor of ice cream is mint chocolate chip. Mm -hmm. People are like, oh. I'll tell you one thing. If I'm ever in a in a thing and then that death shows up in that <laughs> cloak, right? I'm just telling you right now. And death shows up and has that chessboard. You mean the grim, like, the grim Reaper? The Grim Reaper with the chessboard and it's like, let's play chess. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? No, let's play Fruit Ninja. And we're going to play Fruit Ninja. I'm going to be slashing those watermelons left and right. And Death can't even get no traction on the iPhone. Not with those bony, bony finger bones. You can't, you can't, you can't move things around. You think Death could widen an, a photo on an iPhone with those bony finger I think, bones? I think you are putting yourself in a lousy position to play anything with Death. Okay. This is what Death does. Does to me. First of all, he meets me at the same beach where Brett had his Thanksgiving picnic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He says, let's play chess. This is what I do. I go, okay. I get real close. I take the chess board. Yeah. Okay. You take the chess board. <laughs> I break it over his head and I run. Great. And then Death is picking the pieces. This is a good chess board. This is my good chess board. These pieces. This thing wasn't cheap. Now they're all over the beach. Where are Wait, they? Wait, hold on. Hold on. I want to revise my Where's answer. Where's my rook? I want to revise my answer. Yeah. Okay. He goes, let's play chess. I go, oh, fun. I, I say, I go, I go, oh my God, I love chess. I get, mm -hmm. I get like really animated. So he mm -hmm. thinks I'm excited. I sit down. I, st I study the board a yeah. really long okay. time. Yeah. And he goes, I'll go on. We'll go on with it. I'm like, I'm just figuring out what I'm going to do. Then <laughs> I sweep up all the pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And I make him eat them. <laughs> You start jamming I, the chess pieces. I shove, I shove all of the chess pieces down his throat. I go, eat it, eat it. And then while he's choking, then I take the board and I break it over his head. Okay. So when the and then before I run away, you know what yeah. I do? What? I take his frigging cloak off. Oh, that's the, the ultimate indignity for death. So he's showing his derriere. He's yeah. in the all together. <laughs> and death is his. his <laughs> His scary air. <laughs> so death has to go back to where the death, where the where they all live, and be like, he has to go like, to fashion. He has to go to fashion nova. Yeah. Be like, where's your robe? Well, well not only does he have to. Long goes, story. He has to go back with his. I mean, talk about his tail tucked between his legs. He has to cover himself downstairs with one hand in the front, one hand in the back. He's got to be, do any of you know who Julie Klausner is? And then they'll be like, yeah, are you difficult people? Are these are, what are they? Who's he talking to? Other Those reapers? Other, other reapers. And they'll be like, we didn't think you liked funny shows because you're the grim reaper. Like, they're not all grim. Right. One is dumb. He's dim. Yeah. The Yeah. They're all like one. All the reapers have different, uh, different, different toods. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. So then, the Dim Reaper, so stupid. The Dim Reaper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's the 
There's the dim reaper. There's the glum reaper. I'm saying if it was the if it was the 90s and they still made movies the way they used to make movies, you could have sold the dim reaper as yeah. like a vehicle for like a Paulie like a, Shore like a movie. Farrelly or like a Farrelly Brothers yeah. like um the dim reaper you would have sold that in the room. The horny reaper. Yeah. You know what I would what do if I'm say? facing death? Mm. I say he says, he says, would you like to play a game? <laughs> right. And then I say, whatever war games. And then I say, yeah. And he says, how about chess? And I'm like, how about we play Simon? The old game Simon mm-hmm. with the buttons. Mm-hmm. And then I take my Simon out and I'm like, mm-hmm. I was like, crap, this thing needs batteries. I'm going to go get, I just got to go get four C batteries. I'll be right back. And then death is waiting there on the beach. And then finally somebody like sees him and just like, he left, you know, like (laughs) he didn't go to like, like what's up death. He's like, well, I'm waiting for Tom to return so we can play Simon for his soul. It's like Tom left. He drove off. No, he was going to the seven 11 up there to get more batteries. It's like, there no, hasn't been gone. a Seven Eleven. There hasn't been a Seven Eleven up there since 1986. And he's like, "Drat." <laughs> so, we have a guest today. Oh boy, do we! You say it like it's a bad thing, Brett. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, oh boy, do we ever! There it is. And also, somebody out there. Take an image from Seventh Seal and take an image from Brett's Instagram. If you can put Brett and his family <laughs> having Thanksgiving dinner on the same beach, not that the death is hanging out with them, but just that it happens to be going on on the same beach. If we could see Brett having his Thanksgiving dinner on the beach, teeny tiny in the background, as if it's like the other end of the beach. What I would also do is make the chess pieces kiss if he was. Yeah. That would confuse him, too. That would death would be just like, come on, stop it with that. <laughs> You're like, oh, I love you so much, horse. That's not what chess is for. Stop it. Seriously. Oh, my king. I love my king. Does it sound like Elvis? <laughs> You're I'll making like, the horse sound like Elvis. I'll be like, do you know that Elvis loved Python? And he'll and be, like, be like, I did wait, hear that. What? <laughs> Well, he had to take Elvis. The Grim Reaper showed up. My God, that must have been embarrassing because Elvis was on the toilet. How about, yeah. Evening, Squire. Say no more. It's only a flesh flesh wound. Yeah. So your wife, she likes swimming costumes? Photographs, (laughs) eh? That must. I I want more about that than anyone could ever give. You want more of like oh nudge nudge nudge. Yeah, nudge nudge. I've got an answer on acid as groovy kill the pigs. Thank you. Uh, it was shortly after the Manson murders. A guy in Virginia uh, killed his wife, and then he blamed it on. He said like a <gasps> Manson esque family had come into his house, oh. and that they were chanting acid as groovy kill the pigs. Okay. Fabulous. Is that Dudio? <laughs> or is he from West Virginia? He's from West Virginia. Oh, okay. But then, so it was a Manson. They wrote "Death to the Death to Pigs" yes. on the wall. Okay. Chanting. He Chanting said he was, it. 
He was awakened uh, by screams, then was attacked by three Acid men and a, and a woman. Acid is groovy. Acid is groovy. Yeah. Death to the pigs. Acid is groovy. As Death if, to yeah. the pigs. No, I'm telling you, they were just in here. They were chanting and everything. It was scary. Oh, it's like the one froggy evening, one froggy morning yeah. of of uh, murders. Of of yes. Fake. What did he? What is? Did he? What did he kill his family or something? Or is it more innocent? Someone stole my stereo. Yeah. What did he do, Brett? Yeah, he killed his family. Whoops! I did it again. Again. <laughs> you did it again. Well, <laughs> might be time to not have families if you had to. Do Whoops. That. No, I'm sick. I'm, well, it's that kind of, it's that time of year, everybody. The holiday, the tinsel comes out, and the Manson talk heats up on double threat. That's how it goes. Tinsel, tinsel, and knives out. So, Brett, we got a guest, right? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. We've got a very, very funny guest. He's going to be joining us in a couple minutes here. Um, the the incredible uh, Carl Tart, Carl Tart. If you if you're a uh, a uh, a fan of comedy, a fan of comedy podcasts, certainly you know Carl Tart. He's been all over the place. Uh, super funny, and we can't wait to welcome him here on Double Threat in a couple minutes. Yeah, it's very. And exciting. by the way, you're listening to Double Threat. My name is Julie Klausner, and I have a very dear friend. I'd like to introduce you to, or he can introduce himself. No, no, you can introduce me. I'd like to hear how this goes. This I'd I like gotta to- hear. I'd like you to meet my wonderful friend, Tom Sharpley. Oh, thank you, Julie. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And you, you are a, uh, a beacon, Julie, a beacon. And by that, I mean you. Uh, I've got a beacon. I hate Brent's picnic. <laughs> by, that, by that, I mean you let I'm Steely be Dan stay at your house uh, eight times a year. Oh, the, like the Beacon Theater? Yes. No, I think you. Brett had some beacon theater when those birds were beacon around his food. <laughs> they were beacon at the bacon. Yeah. Don't beacon my bacon. They're beacon so my bacon. You, Brett, when you say you were attacked by birds, how no, close no, no, did not- they come to your eyes? Because I feel like unless they poke your eyes out, you're not really yeah. being attacked by birds. Yeah, I agree. I think that's an overstatement. They could be in your hair, you know. What do you think? Yeah, I want to be careful here because I don't, I don't want to, you know, uh, Anger accuse the birds. wrongly. Yeah, they did not attack us. They waited until uh, my uh, we were having a really sweet moment. We went to go film uh, our, uh, our son Sandy down by the beach, seeing like the water for the first time. And then somebody, an, another group of people said, hey, the birds are getting at your food. <laughs> and then oh and then. And then we turn around and they are just all over the blanket. Yeah. Uh, and then we go back hey. up there and most hey. of the stuff. Hey, the birds are getting at your food. And in LA, I feel like it is similar to New York in that no one really talks to each other unless they're uh-huh. they're like, oh, you can help me like yeah. sell a show or something. So if someone's if a stranger's talking to you, like something terrible is happening, I think. Yeah. Am I wrong about that? No, you're pretty much on That's point. That's pretty right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sandy, the seagulls are eating daddy's glaze. <laughs> oh, Sandy. Daddy made Thanksgiving. Oh, Sandy. Now the birds are flying away with my food. I love the idea that's like, I took my son to see the water for the first time and to see a bird attack for the first yeah. time. Yeah, you, could have, you didn't have to go to the water. You should show him the bird attack. Baby's first bird attack. Put that in the put that in the baby book. 
mean, do you have it's one important. of those baby books? <laughs> we do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll make sure. Okay. To well, that. make sure that that's documented. Yeah in part to prevent it from happening again. I mean, look, it's important that the baby sees the birds like to eat what you cook. Yeah. I think I could taste. What can I say? 30 years from now, Sandy's going to be just like, I don't know what happened. I just I don't like birds. How much of their food, how much of your food did they take? So uh, most of the stuff, they just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> so what, is, what did they do? You got, back the to the spread. Bl- you got back to the blanket. Tell <laughs> yeah. me what you saw. All right. But most of the stuff they just sort of knocked over and kind of spread around. <laughs> okay. so, yeah. so everything was just a mess on the other blanket. By the way, that's how I eat. People, I go to a restaurant. First thing I do, I knock everything over. I make yeah. it my own. But I made these, uh, the one thing that was just gone, did like we could we didn't even see any birds eating it around because a lot of them, like, you know, they would grab something and kind of go like 10 yards away and you could see them nibbling on something. The one thing that just disappeared was I made these Rice Krispie treats that <gasps> I were saw incredible. Those. Those they had so good. Incredible. They're melted chocolate, a little sea salt, mm-hmm. with pretzels in them. They're incredible. Well, I presumably they were incredible. And because I'm actually, all, it's fine. Let me, I don't mean to interrupt you. It's funny you mentioned that because I'm actually on a sea salt diet. Uh, I see salt and I eat it. <laughs> Tom is so hungry. Let the new year come so Tom can eat something and stop walking around. Yeah. Like my people in the desert. So you make these sea salt rice. These crispy rice crispy treats. treats were gone, just disappeared. <gasps> the, the 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 Tupperware container was empty, and I mean, they, they, it's the rice krispie treats. Not a small thing. It was like so that they had so see, these seagulls. Somebody snatched all four of these rice krispie mm-hmm. treats and then just booked it because they what were if I just nowhere to be seen. Out of frame right now, and I took one, and you saw me yeah. eat it, With and then you saw a seagull. You saw a seagull wearing a mustache, and I gave him a kiss. I go, thanks, honey, because he's my yeah. husband. Yeah, and you realize it's an Ocean's Eleven scenario. That then suddenly you hear boom, and you see the flashbacks of Julie it's training called, um, a seagull. It's called Pacific Ocean's Eleven. Perfect. Wait, I have another question about the bird attack. Yes. So they took the Rice Krispie treats and they Gone. moved the rest of the food around. Did you still eat it, even though it would had probably been beaked? <sighs> we decided not to. We decided not to take a risk. So they won. Um, so they won. Oh, uh, unquestionably. It wasn't even, you know, yeah. like a close game or a close match. Yeah. I mean, they stole what was really the crown jewel of the whole of the whole picnic. The uh, they stole tacos, that and then everything the bulgogi, else. The bulgogi tacos. Well, I was going to say the rice crispy or at least what was going to be the sort of, you know, the crown jewel, the end piece, the end, you know, the, the they, thing that really they took ties dessert. it together. They took dessert. They took mm-hmm. dessert and then they knocked everything else over and just spread it around and kicked it around and then they flew And you didn't off. eat anything. That they we had already they, had we'd already nibbled okay. on some stuff, uh, right. but we didn't have you know, we were going to kind of take our time with it and let's take a little break and go down right. to the water and then come yeah, back. No. They kind of ruined that whole plan. Dinner is over. Yeah, this is what you do. You you take all four corners of that blanket, you wrap it up and you toss it in the dumpster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> including the blanket, all of it. And uh, our, our guest, uh, Carl Tart, is going to join us any second here. Uh, and I think uh, what we're going to do, th- this is this is a great idea. As soon as I heard you, got, uh, this is what we're doing. I got really excited. Uh, in, in the spirit of Thanksgiving leftovers, we're going to go back and watch some uh, uh, classic clips from previous episodes of Double Threat. Rewatch them. Some clips that were, uh, you know, were beloved by us, by by our listeners. Uh, revisit some classic clips that you've sent in, and I guess see kind of uh, see how they sit with us now, uh, later on down the road. Yeah. See, you know, see what our reaction is to them. I would say 
look, we're going to do these these leftovers. We're going to play our some some hits that we want to get Carl Tart's reaction to, and we want to see a second time. But Julie, you know what I want to get? I want to get some dirt on uh, Hayes and Sean. Oh, please. Because he does uh, fr- a fragrant I ones don't, with that. What, what are you going to do with it? I don't know. Blackmail? It, just, it, helps. it helps. It helps. You'll never believe what happened. I go to a restaurant the other night. Mm-hmm. Tam shanter right? Oh, of course. I've been there with our friend Jason. Yeah, I, I will go to Tam shanter beautiful wife, Becky. With my friend Albertina, right? And we're eating. And lo and behold, I look across. Who's sitting there? Hayes in Davenport and I was ordering food I was ordering uh some gull because I am on a seagull diet if I see gull I eat it I order it you see gull you order it the order waiter it, yes. says we well, don't have that yeah you cry then he goes and shows me something he says this is some gull and meanwhile it's clearly just mashed potatoes right but it made me think I got to get the lowdown on these guys from somebody in the inner circle. Okay. Because like in terms days, of, in, yeah. Information is power. Right. When you say dirt, you mean what they like, like things that are bad about them or like what they think of us? I just want to get Carl to spill the beans. Whatever we get, we sift okay. through and okay. we figure out what it's worth. Okay. But that's going to be my secret goal with the show today. I'm going to slip in a couple things here and there. I'll be mm-hmm. like, so, Hayes and Sean, what's the deal, huh? Right. Do you want to poach him? Do you want to seduce him to maybe, our side of maybe. the... Maybe. That's interesting. That's interesting. Maybe. Because, look, this... A- the Hollywood handbook model, God bless him. She's beautiful. That model. Oh. She's beautiful. I've seen her hump a car in their music yes. videos. She yes. does things with snakes. The Hollywood that handbook are absolutely model is, disgusting. Yeah, the Hollywood handbook model is so beautiful that it could wear clothes from Fashion Nova. Her name is Dee Dee Snookums. Yeah, pick out two outfits from Fashion Nova that you think I should wear, and I'll at the order same them. time. No, 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 separately, and I'll order them. Well, if they're two jumpsuits, you could put one leg in one and one in the other. Because they got a pretty sweet sale going on over at fashion nova right now according to the internet uh-huh because uh, apparently it's they black were too Friday. expensive before yeah well speaking of where uh where carl tart is right now is our waiting room oh. uh so uh what do you say you want to bring him on yeah let's by all means it. let's do it to let's it do it Oh my goodness, look, it's Carl Tart. This is so exciting. Hi, y'all. How are you? Thanks for doing this, Carl. Thanks for having me. Hi, Carl. Happy Hello. Thanksgiving weekend. Happy Thanksgiving weekend to you too. Did we eat well? I did. That oh, did we disgusting. eat well? Yeah. Oh God. It was gross. Yeah. I turned God, myself I, yeah. to an animal. How about <laughs> you? Yeah, we ate pretty good. Did you cook? I did. I cook. Are you me and my Are you a good cook? cook? I am. What's your specialty? Uh, this year I made mac and cheese and candy yams and a peach cobbler. Oh my god! So now those I'm are the things that I'm responsible for. And I fried the turkey, of course. I thought I was past all of it. Now I want more Thanksgiving. Now you want more food. So, do you prefer, or are there places for both 
a pie or a cobbler? Like, what are your opinions about like when is it time for a pie and when is it time for a cobbler? I think it's time for both at all times. Okay, okay. that's a, that was a trick question, and you passed. Yeah. Now here, here's with- a question I have for anybody who makes the food because I'm not I I, I can't uh, do anything like that. I'm I'm bereft of any sort of kitchen talent. Um, what's what is the the for the for the food makers on the show right now? When people are like, when you put things out before the proper meal starts, before the proper Thanksgiving, what is the line? Because you don't want people filling up on shrimp and dip and things like that. What, how much is too much that goes out before they get to eat the the main course? Well, in my household, my mom just makes everybody wait until it's time to eat. eat. So it's nothing. Nothing. Okay. So everybody's just in the living room watching football, complaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking naps, going outside. Uh, the the young cousins going outside to take a walk. Sure. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cop, yeah. Copy. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everybody's just starving by the time the food comes out. Yes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I generally, my family would roll it out in. They'd put stuff out, and I would just load up on that, and then I would just have to like pull it together. I'd be like yelling at myself in the mirror, like boogie nights to get ready for the main course that i gotta be great it's time <laughs> and how then, do you yeah at yeah. the end of boogie nights like the end of boogie nights okay yes i was gonna ask carl how you navigate or how your mom navigates the symphony of the different times heating times heating temperatures when do I put this on? So it's already at the same time. This like the amount of burners like that. That to me is very stressful. It is this year. We finally got some sterno, some, uh, some catering plates mm-hmm. that she used. Uh, Cause there have been years in the past where she will put something back in the oven to warm it up and forget about it. And everybody's upset and she's embarrassed and also upset. And uh, so this year we got the sternos. So yeah. everything, I mean, you know, I so I don't live at home. So I uh, cooked everything in my house and drove it over. And I kept my stuff warm while something else was cooking. So the mac and cheese is cooked on the stove. It doesn't take that long. And then the oven, the yams I made in the crock pot, peach cobbler mm-hmm. also in the oven. Oh, So nice. everything was still pretty hot when I got it to the house. And the last, the last thing that is made because we fry the turkey, and that takes about an hour, you know, three to four minutes, three to four minutes per pound, and so that took about an hour, and that's the last thing. So I throw that in as soon as I arrive. Okay. So everything's still pretty hot by the time put them on the sternos, and everything's still pretty hot by the time it's time to eat. Now, Tom, you your fa- you grew up with a family that had a heat lamp, right? Like the heat lamps from um, the buffet of um, Plato's Retreat, right? Yes, they got they they got a hold of the old uh, heat lamps from the buffet at Plato's Retreat, and it would the, um, the, the sex club that decided chicken fingers were the only thing missing. They decided, a, yeah, they decided it wasn't enough to promise uh, uh, a nonstop an orgy. anonymous sex with un protected sleeve balls <laughs> yeah yes no no, no they, condoms. So they had the yes onion lamps. rings yes, yes right so they uh, they my family got a hold of the heating lamps from mm-hmm. plato's retreat and that's what we'd use to keep the food warm 
Um, it's disgusting. I'll admit that. It's, <laughs> it's troubling to be eating food from a sex. Uh, if there was using the heat lamps from a sex club from the seventies, but look, I'm I'm against all this uh, predetermined obsolescence. So I think any you find some 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 uh, some electronics, works, some equipment that works. Away. Yeah, you just don't throw it out because there's a new one. Mm-hmm. I just gotta say I got a personal problem right here right now. Uh, I'm looking my fantasy basketball team. Apparently, I'm being told that Javale McGee is day to day, and I'm have him playing today, and now I gotta swap him out. So, Julie, I'm having a little bit of a you family a crisis over here. Because I really Fam- need to family. win this week. This is how you support your family through fantasy basketball. Yes. Pay their fantasy rent. Is that I'm how just that works? Say this. Welcome to the family, Obi Toppin. Get ready to join Tom's team for a day. Carl, do you play fantasy ba- basketball? I do. I play fantasy football, basketball, and baseball. The only one that I'm pretty good at is football because it's the easiest one for sure. Mm-hmm. How so? Uh, How is it easiest? You have to account for so many other stats in fantasy basketball and baseball. Stats that, oh, really? Honestly, in baseball, I grew up playing the sport. I played at a pretty high level, and I still don't understand all the stats of baseball. I just know that when the pitcher throws me the ball, I'm going to hit it. So how is football more straightforward? Is it just the Because there's only of, once like, a week. There's only one game a week for each team. Basketball teams could play oh, three games oh, a I week. See. Okay, baseball teams could play five games a week. And and in, and in football, you're only getting scored on when they score, when they do something right. good. So positive right. yardage and things like that. That you don't get. There's no points for like blocks. Mm-hmm. And are all your favorite teams like connected to what town you're from, or not necessarily? Uh, for me, kinda. So I'm a New Orleans Saints fan. Uh, I'm originally from Mississippi. We don't have a professional team in Mississippi. Uh, I'm from the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I'm from about an hour and a half east of New Orleans. So in my hometown, everybody's either a Saints fan or a Cowboys fan because mm-hmm. Cowboys are America's team, if you will. Uh, sure. But I, I did not. I don't like the Cowboys. I, I grew up here in Los Angeles. I've been here since I was eight years old. Okay. And that's where that's when I developed my love for the Los Angeles Clippers. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not going to let I made a trade of a. I had a, I had Paul George on my team. Why'd you do that? Because of the Beatles documentary, right? Paul and George. I yes, had, no, I yeah, had Paul I McCartney had, and George I had, Harrison. I had John Ringo. I had John team. Ringo on my team. <laughs> That's funny. They weren't John putting Ringo. up numbers like I was hoping. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I traded Paul George for James Harden and Kyle Kuzma. And how do you feel about that? I'm very happy with it. Okay. Because I just needed, I needed the, the Kyle Kuzma of the trade is why I did it. Because I just needed, I needed two bodies for the price of one. So, and right. Paul George, I think Paul George, there's going to be, there's going to be a February swoon there. Like there often is with him. He, he's either asking too much of him. What does I mean, that mean, he, a February swoon? He's going to run out of gas a little bit. Okay. I went yesterday, and he, and he was not good. He couldn't hit the side of a bar. He was very bad. But he's having an amazing year, and it's exciting yeah. to see. As a fan of the Clippers, you should be uh, thrilled to watch him step it up even yet again somehow. He steps I love up PG, he, man. I love yeah. – I like. I never cared about PG before he became a Clipper. Mm-hmm. But then when he became a Clipper, he joined – he, he's like, he's like, so Julie, he's one of the most hated players in the league, 
but he's a really nice guy. So I don't understand why, why he's do the people most hate angry. him. It's it's so weird. Like I think it, it's really a bullying thing. Like oh, he's he's a very like he kind of puts his foot in his mouth sometimes in interviews and stuff like that. And he never really says anything like bad, but like he here's what really started it in Game Seven of the 2018 Western Conference Semifinals. He Dame Lillard hit a shot on him to win the to win the series, and everybody loves Dame. Dame is a yeah. a, a fan favorite. Everybody loves Dame Lillard for some. He reason. follows me on Twitter, Julie. Dame Ooh. Lillard. Follows. We've DM'd because Monk is Monk is his favorite show. Carl. Oh, that's so that? cool. And I wrote on Monk. Monk is his all time favorite TV show, and. He was, it was just, people were started, he said it on Twitter and people were like, you should follow at sharply. He wrote on the show and then he did. That's cool. And, and so I DM'd him. I was like, Hey, thanks for following me. You're my favorite player. Wait, Dame is your favorite player. Pretty much. I just, I just like, I just like how he, I think he carries himself amazingly and it's not, it's an unenviable position he's in franchise wise. I think anyone who follows me on Twitter and DMs me is my favorite player, yeah. to be honest. Exactly. I'd be like, Grayson Allen's you following you, me. He's my yeah. favorite player. You are a now. Guy, a guy. <laughs> this guy, Grayson Allen, Julie, looks like a young Ted Cruz. You would not believe it. He literally, I swear to God, you would think if you a young Sheldon, young Sheldon does not look as much like Sheldon as Grayson Allen looks like Ted Cruz. He looks just like him. Look at this guy. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Imagine I being want, like a 20, he's probably 25. Yeah. And I want to give like, him like a, a swirly. I want to want to give him a swirly. And he is a player that that is hateable, too. Not oh, just because so, of his face. Yeah. yeah. The, no. the way he plays. He's a, he's a player that he's, he's a little dirty. Yeah, he likes to kick people in the nards. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he sucks. And not not basketball wise, he's pretty good basketball wise. Yeah, but that he's, face. Yeah. Uh, you ever watch Ted Cruz play basketball, Carl? Man, that made me so mad when Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> lost to him playing basketball. I was so pissed at Jimmy. I was like, Jimmy, man, how you let that man beat you? Yeah. Wouldn't you just like Jimmy Fallon? No, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Oh. I was going to say, if it was Jimmy Fallon, he probably broke a few of his fingers right before the match. <laughs> yeah. Be like, ah, oh, it's awesome. Oh, I was just trying to get ready for the game. It's awesome. Ah, oh, so much fun. We're going to play basketball. Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Jimmy Fallon would be just like, so we're going to take the basketballs and try to throw them in this, through this plate glass oh window. It's God. like, no, that's Ted, not how. Ted Cruz is wearing a night shirt. Like my mom used <laughs> to wear that kind of shirt to go to bed at night with like. Like a couple flowers up by the collar, you know, one of those shirts. It's basically a dress. I can't oh, I believe. Oh, I am going to throw up looking at Ted Cruz. No, oh, and Ted He's Cruz actually him. sticks it. He's he actually him. sticks oh, the shot. I'm going to throw up. Like he was fouled. Jimmy Kimmel straight up fouled him on that shot. Man, it's so gross when they just like humanize pieces of garbage like ted Cruz or it's like like yeah. you're the worst person ever sir but right. i will play basketball against you and it'll, then you'll seem like you're okay right it's like, like let the like, monsters should stay monsters let's have like hitler come on and play twister jimmy jimmy fallon would have he would play beer pong with hitler Let's if Hitler was still alive. I can't think 
of anything Fallon would not do with Hitler. That's the that's the challenge. It's what he'd muss his he hair. Do. He'd muss his hair. He'd muss his mu- he'd muss that, his mustache. That greasy hair. That greasy Hitler hair. Ugh. Ugh. Can you imagine the product that creep had in his hair? Yeah, I could smell it from here. Now, Carl, what we're doing mm-hmm. on today's show, might, you might. Might be hard for you to believe, but we have a plan on today's episode based on the fact that we've covered eight different topics in, in well, eight one of the plan well, one of the plans is secret. Yeah, one of the plans is secret. Okay. But I'll just tell you, Tom is trying to get it gonna get dirt on Sean and Hayes from you. Oh, eight. Now <laughs> sorry, I'll tell Tom. You one thing. Did yeah. I not do that? Did I was I not? No, that's smart not how that? that's generally not how we do secrets, Julie. Oh, that's shit. Uh, that's sorry. kind of the opposite of how a I'm secret sorry. plan I'm works. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry. I mean nothing. Never mind, Carl. I'm loyal to my boys. Oh no, I, I me too. Me. Look, I've been on Hollywood. You no, know, we Hamble. love we love them. I'm the number one uh I'm I'm the established third boy on Hollywood. And Hamble. I'm I'm number two, I think. Yeah. But I'll I'm say the seventh. I'm the seventh doughboy. You're the seventh doughboy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like. Uh, well, who would be ahead of you then? Uh, there's a few people ahead of me, of course. Uh, Mitch and Nick are ahead of me. Evan is ahead okay. of me. Uh, maybe David Phillips is up there. Okay. Uh, I think Bugman is probably okay. ahead of me. Sure. And who's the? You're f- you're just listing a to kill list for me that I'm gonna just. Get rid of all these people. Cross. I, I, I gave off. myself the title of seventh because there's no number. Seventh is the number of completion. So there are no doughboys after me. Yeah. Even if they want to try, there's none. So <laughs> we wanted to go through since it's Thanksgiving week and we have our leftovers, which are the clips we've talked about that we think are the greatest ones. And we want to see what you think of a couple choice clips. We okay. are, as the kids call it, upcycling, and we're going to revisit some of the clips we've talked about on the show, but in your company. So this is our version of of leftovers. Great. How do you like that premise? How do you like that premise, Carl? I love it. And Carl, I just right. want to say this. The guy, Brett, who you're looking at there with the backwards cap, mm-hmm. he is a producer on the show, but he's also a huge Hawks fan. He loves the Atlanta Hawks. Big time. I'm and glad. His they need favorite, more fans. His fa- yeah, they, they certainly <laughs> do. That's the only team that would be in like a second round playoff game. And then they're just like got people flyering out trying to bring people in like it's a comedy club in Times Improv Square. Show. Yeah. People yeah. think that the Clippers don't have fans, but teams like the Hawks and the Magic really don't have. Fans. Yeah, they truly don't. Misconception. Misconception. That's not, not, not it, it used to be true when I was a kid, but not now they've got now the now the State Farm Arena is a rocking and a rolling for every game. Sure. What, can I ask sure a question about like what's the deal with the Lakers? Are they just like a Jack Nicholson like what what's the are, are they a real team? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they are. are a real team. But they have. I'll say this, and Carl. You Who are their disagree. fans in LA? Are they are, are like LA douchebags? Douchebags like yeah. oh, okay, douche bags okay. Like the, got like it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Except, look, their uniforms. First of all, it's the dumbest looking uniform I've ever seen in my well, life. Well, it's what the Pope likes to wear. Is is or is uh, yellow and purple? That color scheme is ridiculous. When you take a step back from it and tell look it at Easter. it with fresh eyes, tell it to the tell it to the bishop. When you look at that that Lakers color scheme with fresh eyes, you're like. It's like a, it's like, it looks like they're like kids. Like it's like a children's color tell scheme. The, tell not it purple. on the Vatican. It's not purple. It's Laker blue. 
It is? Yep. That is what Jack Looks Kent like- Jack Kent Cook called it. Mm-hmm. He called it Laker Blue. Yes. Hmm. But people at maybe Crayola or other places yeah, I was would identify say, it yeah. as purple. <laughs> to answer your question, Julie, the, <clears throat> excuse me, the Lakers do have a huge fan base. They have the biggest fan base in the world. Really? Yes. No matter what arena they go to, there's going to be a large mm-hmm. uh, group of Laker fans there. They have the biggest yes. fan base in the world. Uh, they're just like the Dallas Cowboys and New York Yankees. They, the Yankees of, of basketball. Yes, they're way. the Yankees of basketball. The Yankees are the Why? Lakers of baseball. It's just a thing. Uh, it's just a thing. They, yeah. They won they a won, lot. Yeah. They won a lot during a time where television was just now making basketball kind of what it is today. So you had the Magic versus Bird thing. Okay. They won like, I think Magic was in like eight of the 10 finals in the 80s or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he won five of them. Bird won three of them or two or two or three of yeah. them. And like they were, they just went when basketball was kind of reaching because basketball was dying in the 70s. Yeah. Then they had the merger of the ABA and NBA and people still didn't kind of watch it because they didn't like the way people are racist. Then they didn't like the way that the ABA players played in the NBA. They said it was dirty. Yes, they they didn't play real basketball, real basketball, as you call it, which yeah. means uh, college style basketball, which means it sucks. Yeah. And uh, so it, the era that 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 television really made the Lakers kind of like they were on TV every night. So people became Laker fans all across the world. And people like to latch on the winners. I personally am not that guy. I love to latch on to a loser because I feel <laughs> it, it makes me feel needed. Yeah, well, the then Clipper, you came to the, the right Clippers place, Carl. The Clippers we want, we're going to try and poach you from from Hayes and Sean. That's our real agenda. Yes. Okay, let's see. Yeah, no, they, you know, Hayes and Sean are not unlike the Lakers. They're... They're they're pro. They're slick. Mm-hmm. They play the game in a certain way. Julie and I are real scumbags. Yeah, just real trash. <laughs> just real low level trash. Uh, grifters. Utah. No, we're, no, we're 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 probably more like the uh, bad boys. Yeah, the, maybe the we're pistons. a little bit like the Pistons. Yeah, <laughs> but with a certain kind of like will move somewhere for the highest offer. Like we'd be like, we'd be like the, the Hornets, for example, like who's got the biggest check. We'll move our entire franchise to your city now. Oh, um, so, Oh, that's good. You like, say, yeah, yeah Brett's scared by that. On his tippy toes. Yeah. Do some got do, do some, uh, friggin' releves, get on yeah. your tippy toes, do a plie or two. Yeah. So no, we're, we're, um, we're 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 gritty here. We're like a lunch pail team. We we're blow the sleazy. the whistle and we get to sleazy. work. Sleazy, sleazy. Yeah. But Brett's favorite player of all time, Carl. Who Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore. <laughs> <laughs> Even I knew that. <laughs> Julie now knows the name Kent Bazemore because great utility player. Oh, he's a D guy. <laughs> Laker fans want Kent Bazemore cannot walk the streets of Los Angeles right now. Laker fans want his head. Yeah, Brett. How do you answer that? Well, look, why are you why, why is he in the starting lineup? He's at the end of his career. Is I don't he know. the redhead? That's, that's that's is he the ginge? Is they do they want his redhead? No, you that redhead oh, that's guy. Kevin, Kevin, that's Kevin Herter. Yeah. That's that's uh, red velvet. Red velvet. <laughs> the memes about Kevin Herter last year in the playoffs with uh with an Atlanta flair. They changed his name to Kavan. And uh, <laughs> just, 
him, him at Magic City. Like it was great. It was the memes about Kevin Huerter last year were great. Brett, 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 what what's a clip that Julie and I have that? Oh we can, boy, we can, here we go. Yeah. Uh, so the first one, these are these are classic clips that we've played before on the show that were big hits. We're gonna revisit them. Uh, the leftovers uh, episode. Uh, the first one. Uh, this is a uh, this is this is a guy. There, there was a restaurant that was uh, very popular in the eighties uh, uh, called Rax's Roast Beef, and Rax's Roast Beef was very popular, particularly in the Midwest. It was really on the rise. It was it was you know going toe to toe with the big chains that you know about. You know McDonald's, Burger King. It was really in the midst of that of the, of the fast food wars, and so to to get a leg up, Rax decided to introduce a spokesperson. A mascot, if you will, uh, called Mr. Delicious. Uh, and Mr. Delicious was kind of a different take on a on a fast food mascot. Um, and uh, here is a, here is a, a promo video they put out uh, introducing Mr. Delicious. Because Mr. The, Delicious uh, was masses. trying to not be as childish as the other mascots. Were, yeah. Weren't right? they trying to, like, keep children away? Yeah, he was an adult. It was it was an adult mascot was his whole thing. So he had adult issues, adult problems, okay. uh, adult reasons for eating at a fast food restaurant. Yeah. Well, let's check out Mr. Delicious. Hello, I'm Mr. Delicious, the new spokesman for Rax Restaurants. My job to encourage you to enjoy tasty, affordable meals in a more mature dining environment. I know what you're thinking. He's a cartoon. And cartoons are mostly for people who wet their pants. But not Mr. D. He's a special cartoon for adults. And Mr. Delicious always carries this briefcase. Contents? Watch for me and visit Racks. Dickity D. Mr. Delicious is a controversial All right, character. Hit, hit pause, please. This is... Dickity D? Dickity D. Dickity D. That's what and- I'm going to say after I... Uh, consummate my relationship with a woman <laughs> after before or during <laughs> all three times are you ready for this dickity d <laughs> and then at the end i'll say that was that dickity d yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he does have a briefcase that says mr d on it he is also maybe the only mascot with a receding hairline i think that he needs credit for that he Looks like an insurance salesman with a plaid, <laughs> a plaid like, sports he, jacket. He looks like shit. Yeah, he really does. Who does he look like? Who does he look like? Uh, Phil Silvers? Uh, Bob Newhart, kind of? Yeah. I, yeah, someone from that era where it was. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Delicious has a five head. I think it's fair to say right off the top. Huge huge forehead i've never heard that term of five head oh my gosh you're better at bullying kids than i am (laughs) julie you should see me i am so mean i go go yeah i go to the panera bread and these kids Uh are hanging out and i go over and i just roast them you have a dais set up at panera bread you put all you you shove all the tables together (laughs) and then i say you get a podium the dais and you kids are about to get roasted. <laughs> and then I say, yes, I will have a cookie for 99 cents with my meal. Um, isn't there? Wait, let, can, we, can we watch okay, some yeah, more of more. the. Uh, yeah. 
Sure. And I, I, I want to add at this point that uh, Mr. Delicious uh, bankrupt Arax's roast beef. This was this was the uh, this was the, their big moment. They're really trying to bring it all together with Mr. Delicious and it, and it truly backfired. Uh, there are currently only about a three Rax's roast beefs in existence. Um, but here we go. Back to Mr. Delicious. Mr. Delicious is a controversial character, but controversy attracts attention. And for every bad reaction we get from Mr. Delicious, we get hundreds of positive ones. Well, I usually don't like spokesmen, but I like Mr. D. I don't know if everybody understands him, but I think everybody likes him. I like his line about um, he's not just for the the people that wet their pants anymore. <laughs> I like that part. The one characteristic of Mr. Delicious that will enable him to cut through is that Mr. Delicious speaks honestly to the kinds of problems and issues that we all face. Nobody else out there is doing that. Now it says, Mr. Delicious recommends some twisty fries and a shake after therapy. Mr. Delicious appreciates the value menu ever since his ex-wife took him to the cleaners. Yeah, so this guy's like, <laughs> this is like a death of a salesman here with, if, with this guy. If you tasted Mrs. Delicious's cooking, you'd be eating at racks every day, too. <laughs> Mr. Delicious is uh, granted very different from any. And uh, also, Brad, Brad hold up, Brad, hold up. The guy this, who's doing all the this, talking this, here. This coked up, bloated sack of <laughs> shit. <laughs> he sucks too. This guy yeah. sucks. Wearing like a, a a bunchy like, polo shirt. Like a golf shirt. And he's yeah. got a giant head. And he's like, this guy clearly be rather like would rather be like playing golf. And he looks like the kind of guy who would realize he looks kind of like Bill Clinton and then like show up to like parties. Like he'd be like a celebrity lookalike. He put some some talcum powder in his hair, and he'll show up. But then he can't talk because he sounds nothing like Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a money guy. This is a guy in who just wants to make money. He doesn't care about roast beef. Is there is there nothing truly sadder though in life about like the celebrity impersonator who only has the look but can't? play they like they just they have to like silently go through an event and hope yeah. nobody ever asks them to like talk the michael jackson with the super deep voice <laughs> and they just like just don't ask me to talk please don't ask me to talk like when you see like a johnny depp and then you realize it's like oh this guy looks mm-hmm. like johnny depp and you're just like johnny depp usually talks yeah but that those these johnny depp impersonators lately they're Captain Jack Sparrow impersonators. Pretty much, yeah. They're you not, can't get like a good Ed Wood era Johnny no, Depp impersonator these you, days. You're not getting a whole lot of Benny and June uh era John Don Juan DeMarco. Uh this Willy Wonka thing. I got no time for this. <laughs> I hated that movie. All you of them? It. The new one. The, the old one, is, yeah. The old the one, one is with Johnny, sick. I the love one with it. Johnny Depp. Yeah, the old one is dope. Now, Carl, let me ask you a question here. With the if you were an Oompa Loompa and you found out, oh, the boss is going to sell the factory, he's he's retiring, and you're an Oompa Loompa, you've been working on chocolate for the to, for you know how to, you know you you're the one making the chocolate, and then suddenly. Oh, who's going to run the place? Oh, a kid, uh, a, a nine-year-old is going to be running the place who won a yeah. contest. You're an Oompa Loompa. You think you're in succession. You think you're in succession. You think you're on the mm. show succession. You think I'm, yeah. who's he going to give it? Which one of us is he going to give yeah. it to? 
if I'm personally the Oompa Loompa, that's that's listen, I'm talking to the other Loompa Loompas and I'm like, fellas, like we got to be real here. Yeah. <laughs> this man took us away from the vermicious canids and mm-hmm. we have we could be over there getting eight. Mm-hmm. OK, so let's sure. count our blessings. Let's be grateful. Yeah, I don't want to work for this dumbass kid either. He <laughs> don't know what he's doing. Yeah, we saw we had to, you see how much we had to clean and sterilize the top roof fan joint. They had to clean the roof. The chocolate river now is just polluted because Augustus Gloop fell in that yeah. thing. But they picked the best kid. So let's just put our heads down, keep it popping. Everybody knows who really runs this place. Are we doing it for clout or are we doing it so we're not getting eaten by the permissions <laughs> committee? And then I, as a fellow Palumpa, uh, would say, so no union either. Oh, we can we can unionize. Mm-hmm. We can unionize. Okay, now I'm listening again. Okay. Just let's just see let's just see how he's gonna run it for a little while. No contract, no jo- no gobstoppers. That would be like the signs outside. Well, he's all the, about his contracts. Are, he loves his contracts. Yeah, that guy. Charlie's gonna be up in there like you assholes will be playing basketball in Pelican Bay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of famous characters who are associated with a uh, type of food, uh, this next clip. Uh, Brett does uh, these transitions, Carl. Yeah, and, and, they're, and they they're make good. me want to throw up. <laughs> They make me sick. They're good. They keep us on track and, and Brett's the best. But sometimes it's one of those things where you don't want to look at something too closely under the microscope. Yeah. Because then you'll try to start. Uh-huh. You'll think, start thinking about yeah. it. And then you'll say, wait a minute. So just don't don't do that. Is my, my t- Brett, we're just getting rolling, buddy. But he's got he's got his he's like he really is he's like got his uh, style. He's doing his thing. He's like that guy in uh, in uh, the chocolate factory, the uh, Slugworth. Which one? Oh, Slugworth. Brett's like Slugworth. Brett's like Slugworth. Okay, keeping track of everything. <laughs> and look, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to step on. I mean right, that was you know, no, that, you that, didn't. That, that Willy Wonka no, stuff no, was great. That was well, all. I gold. know it's gonna it's gonna Brett, cut together great. It's gonna cut together great. You know, I thought I detected a lull. Maybe it wasn't a lull. That's Maybe it was a, a pregnant pause. I don't know. That's it was, fine. But I Brett, thought it was a little. I'm giving lull. you the business. Okay. Uh, well, uh, speaking of, uh, of the business, uh, this this place probably isn't doing very good business uh, lately. It's uh, there we it's go. Uh, uh, Popeye's Village, uh, Popeye's Village, uh, which is um, uh, when Robert Altman made his uh, 1980 ver- um, uh, movie version of Popeye. He, they, they created a whole they literally built Popeye's Village in Malta. Um, on the island of Malta, uh, and uh, after filming, they just left it there. And uh, at some point, it was sort of a uh, got a little upgrade, a little renovation, and now it's a theme park you can visit called Popeye's Village. Um, and this is a a video and introducing you to Popeye's Village uh, from the actors who play the characters there. Now, when you watch hey, Carl, this, have you ever seen the? Carl, ask 19... yourself whether you would go to this place. But yes, yes. But have you ever seen the 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 movie Popeye that? With Robin Williams? Robin Williams, yeah. I do believe when I was much younger, I have. Yeah. Hello, I'm Popeye the Sailorman. And that's Holly Foyle. Hi. Do come to Sweet Heaven Village and come and see us, of course. Huh? <laughs> I forgot about this. I forgot about the muttering, the nonsensical muttering like by the malt. <laughs> this song? <laughs> it goes electric wavy when I turn it on. Off to my city, off to my home. We're flying up no ceiling when we in our zone. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that <laughs> Look at Pluto with her. It's a- it drops. Ooh, I 
forget the adorable chipmunk character yeah. from the Popeye universe. Who didn't love the chipmunk in Popeye? So yeah, so it's like a theme park with like water rides and things and Maltese actors dressed like Popeye. <laughs> Look at that. Pluto. Look at Pluto yeah. with a pillow under his shirt. Yeah. Yeah, Bluto's definitely like he's got <laughs> like, like that little kid. I'm dressed like daddy. I'm jumping around Bluto, with Bluto a pillow looks like under an 11 year old, like a tall girl where they're like, you play Bluto. She's like, fine. She's like, can't I just do tech? Yeah. I I would not go here. To answer your question. <laughs> just, these people have got to be being held hostage like the but, the, the workers. But on the other hand, devil's advocate, we all have to die somehow. Yes. <laughs> so why not die at the hands of Popeye? <laughs> Who runs this place? I don't believe that this, these people, do, do they live out there? I don't know if they're like these dances. It's only two of them. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot closer to like Hollywood Boulevard Walk of Fame. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like they don't own the walk. Of, the guy dresses Iron they Man own doesn't their own. Yeah. Yeah, when I go to the pub, come to the village. No, no, no. This is not it. I would not go there. If you got a thing saying, Carl, congratulations, you won the grand prize, all expenses paid trip. Also, we want to, or what if it's this? We want to honor you. Like, we want to give you an award. Yes. What's the award? Con, oh, the uh, Malt, the Malta the Comedy Mal- Malti- Hall of Maltese, Fame. Maltese Falcon. The Maltese yeah, Falcon get, Award. They want to give you the Maltese <laughs> Falcon for excellence in comedy. And and I have to stay at Popeye's Village when I go. <laughs> yes. To, no. Yes. Like, thank you so much. I won't be able to make it. But yeah. you'll get the you'll get the <laughs> so, wimpy sweet. You'll get the wimpy sweet. Yeah, it's got ham- hamburgers. <laughs> so, so you'll send a video message like, "I'm so sorry, I couldn't attend." Yeah. Wait, He's, Carl, could you record for us right now just the video? Uh, Brett, could we go full screen on Carl for a second? Mm-hmm. One sec. If Carl, you could you yeah. do like a like a thank you speech? Like, um, to, yeah, this. Could you record like a thank you speech to the people of Malta? Okay. Like if if they did want to give you that award, but yeah. you don't want to go there in person. Yeah, with with and, your regrets. And be, and be festive about like the Popeye of it all, you know. Okay. All right, go. You ready? Yeah. Greetings ready. to the Maltese. I just want to say I have received the Maltese mic and I am very thankful and grateful to you to have honored me in this way. Thank you so much. I'm sorry I can't be there with you. I got some things back here in America. We're working on more material for you, Maltese, for you. So thank you so much again. I will cherish this. I will I will cherish this to the end of my days. Thank you so much. Wait, do, okay, just, are we done here? Are we done? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carl, that was great. Can I just do one one more? Uh, <laughs> can yeah. you do something? Yeah, like, but just add like a quick like, yeah, gah, 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 or, or like a, um, yes. oh, oh, my olive oil, me spinach, or just do like a quick like little pop. And, and you don't need to do the whole thing you did. We just, mm-hmm. we'll add them in later. Just a couple little quick like Popeye related things. Yes, of course. Okay. What Popeye means to me. <laughs> Is knows no bounds and knows no limits. Olive oil. I put it on everything. Like Frank's Red Hot, I put that shit on everything. 
can you take the gun out of my face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was perfect. Yeah. Thank you so nice. much. People of Malta. <laughs> but people of Malta should also know that Tom and I will pay to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I will say this. I worked on the show Monk, as I said earlier, and we would go to the never got nominated for anything on that show. Uh, but we would get nominated. The one thing we did get, the only thing we got nominated for was the Edgar Awards, which were the mystery awards held in New York every at the over by Grand Central Station, I believe. And they would hold the award show and they had an Al Roker hosted one year. And he was like, we have a very exciting message for everybody. And then they played an audio clip Ah! of Angela Lansbury, Murder, She Wrote. And she's like, I'm so sorry I couldn't be there. I wish I had planned on coming this year and I didn't. It's like, we couldn't even get some video on this thing, an audio thing. Like It was like it was the rinky-dinkiest thing ever. And they would do this thing where they would give these free books out, these free mystery books out at the end. Like they'd have just tables of free books but they knew everybody was just there for free books. So they would be the whole night to be like, the books are not available yet. Do not go in the lobby looking for the books. When the award show concludes, that's when you can go check out the free books. (laughs) And then, but then people started just getting up and they'd be like, yeah, the books are out there. You can go check the books out halfway through the thing. It's just people grabbing as many free books as they could get. I went, I was lugging two bags of books that I never read one of down the street. I was going down like down like 52nd street holding like 80 pounds of books <laughs> just cause they were free and trying to get back to my car. And I was just like, I'm carrying, I'm just like, what am I doing with my life here? I'm like soaked with sweat carrying these bags of books that I was not particularly interested in, but they were free. And this is the best that this show's getting nominated. And we would lose every year to like law and order and the great, and the winner for best mystery show law and order Mist That's not a mystery show. <laughs> and the winner law and order. Great. And we would like leave the table sometimes that we would, we'd lose and would leave. We just go hover toward the back of the room. Yeah. You also that's... know that you're in some like nerd. You're in, you're in a nerd event when everyone's like, please don't rush the book. Yeah. The yeah. I know you guys are here for, for the yeah, that's the vice that everybody's concerned about people indulging books. I say <laughs> the Edgar Awards, you'll didn't give me an Edgar Award. I wanted one so badly. I'll never win an award. Okay, in my life. I'll Have give you, you an, Edgar an award, award, Carl. Have you ever won an award? Uh, I won. I won a couple of awards. Uh, when I was a kid, I won an art contest in the uh, South Central Bell Yellow Pages art competition in Biloxi, Mississippi. Okay. Uh, what did you a, draw? I draw what a nice draw? pelican. It was like, it, what is your image of the Gulf Coast? And that was the what I drew. I drew like a pelican in the in the woods and I won mm-hmm. the competition and people were mad because they thought my mother had drawn it. And <gasps> it was that good, huh? That's pretty the good. greatest I compliment. Like, I drew it and my mom's a terrible artist. Yeah. And so she was, but the, everybody got over that. 
I won that. I won a I won eighth grade uh, basketball championship. I mm-hmm. won a couple other uh, rec league basketball championships. Has this industry ever given you an award? This industry? Yes. Uh, no. No, I've never won any <laughs> awards in this industry. Well, well, I'm right there with you. Yeah, like, <laughs> life sucks. You ever meet these people where they're like, oh, I worked on The Daily Show. I got nine Emmys. I don't even know what to do with them. Give me one. How about you give me one? I don't want a that. trophy shop, that. get that plaque that. changed. You, that's what you would do? The first thing I would do is go to trophy shop, melt get that it. Little, Oh, I would melt it down. I would do something so petty with it. I would I get, melt it down and make some stupid jewelry that like like a nameplate that says like vagina or something. I'd do something so stupid. Because <laughs> so you've disrespectful. Because you've never won uh, an award, Julie, right? No. No. Man, I gotta start winning awards. I know it's gonna be all posthumous for me. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. Yeah. Could have given me someone I was here. Wouldn't have Yo. killed you. We got to get you your flowers while you're alive, Ken. Thank you. Thank you. That's, I can't go through this. I can be all, all in memoriam. Well, uh, speaking of injustices in the uh, entertainment industry, <laughs> yes. uh, this, uh, this next clip uh, is uh, courtesy of uh, a super rich uh, cartoonist, Scott Adams, uh, who's made uh, quite a fortune off of uh, the cartoon uh, Dilbert um, and, uh, and is uh, lately kind of uh, 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 dipping his toe in uh, right wing uh, online politics. He's a big uh, he's uh, always given his opinion uh, uh, on Twitter and whatnot. Uh, and he did something that became very popular during quarantine, which was a house tour. He decided to give a house tour um, on uh, on YouTube here. And um, it's uh, we've, we've watched this before. Tom and Julie, you've seen this before. Uh, Carl, have you seen this before? Uh, Scott Adams house tour? No, I don't think I've seen this one. Oh, All right. Ready. So this will be uh, this will be new for you. And, and Tom and Julie, I'm sure excited to, to revisit this. <laughs> ah, yeah. God, I always yeah. forget how you think he'd just be like boring looking. And yet mm-hmm. he looks like, I mean, there's just. Isn't there a Harry like, Potter looks character like extre- that looks like that? Yeah, kind of? like a villain or like some kind of just scary, like a scary okay. bad guy. All right. Here's Scott Adams house tour. All right. We're going to try this again. Uh, last time I didn't have it on landscape, landscape mode. And I know you want that. So here's a little tour of my house. There's Spoken the like someone kitchen. who knows what I'll people more want. Detail in a minute. There's my loyal dog, Snickers, waiting to help. Oh, no, no, I don't like that. <laughs> what what don't you like? The I know what he's doing. theater that's coming right into the that. middle of your picture. You think we'll he's being clever with the name Snickers. Mm-hmm. And down the hall. So that's where we are. We're in the center of the house. I'm going to flip around the camera. And Carl, how are you, you feeling? Uh, I love his house. Uh, it's a little, it's a little dated. There's one, and then there. What do you think about that? What do you think about that knee-high microwave? Yeah, got, I don't know what he's uh, doing with that. Various pull-out drawers. That's, Nick, that's Snickers' is microwave. And I like he's showing drawer. off that garbage can that pulls out of the cabinet, as if like Two every home can't have that. For entertaining, you just need that sort of thing. This house was popular in 1997. 
Yeah. This house looks and like um, what are those apartments where people kill themselves the scolding, in um, yeah. L.A. that rent that rent those apartments that are yeah. furnished? Oakwood. That yeah, Oakwood. Yeah, yeah. That's there. what they look like to me. There's like they're all brown plant, inside, and mm -hmm. and that's why they use that kind of brown marble. Is it, it hides you know the blood from gunshot <laughs> wounds very very well. And good marketing. So there's the long view. Back here is the uh, back uh, back kitchen or pantry or the dirty kitchen as they sometimes call it. So there's a bigger refrigerator in here deeper for beverages okay, and party platters yeah. and stuff. Everybody's happy in his house. A couple of uh, a, a, there's a uh, washer and dryer. See to me his voice stuff. is so much a, scarier than like you know, everyone was always like, oh, Buffalo Bill and Silence so, of the Lambs. Like, I feel little, like uh, if a woman wakes up and hears this voice, you know, this is more likely to be the last thing she ever I hears. I designed the house <laughs> to accommodate, so it fits right under there. And that's because if you have a party in a house this big... He's talking about a lot of parties. He'd be hosting you know, Butler. I mean... To uh, clean everything out. I'll, I'll take his right, word let's for go it. around the corner. <laughs> Who am I to say Scott Adams Here's doesn't have little, friends? Uh, office area. Just off the garage. Yeah, this, it's a like a little little prison. <laughs> and I'm gonna take you into the garage because that's where my man cave is. Ah, okay, Carl. Go. Now we can see this man. Now, Carl, just tell me how much fun it would be to hang out in this man cave. Oh man, he's got the the Toyota SUV type. <laughs> Look at this Hummer room. thing. Here's my man cave. Got just a the garage with a, a Fox News Usually is on. The news is on. It's not always the news. Fox. He calls it. <laughs> Sometimes there's a bike I rarely use. Here's my little table I sometimes sit at. There's a chair I made with my mother when I was a teenager. I mean, he seems like uh, a hostage in his own chair. house. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Here is chosen for its feel. So it's color or it's feel. So feel. it's intentionally... Is that his MAGA hat up there? College dormitory. Where? Hanging on the wall up there. Motif. And like... Um, here's a little uh, pet bed. Currently... Um, current occupant is Zoe the cat. He's got like he, this is supposed to be. He couldn't just so get like a, like a throw rug or something. My blogs and stuff. I've got a workbench here, storage, and my ping pong table doubles as a uh, as a work area. I mean, the house and is clean. Is you got to give it my, to him. My mail oh, no, sorting it, station. Yeah, but it doesn't look like it's lived uh, in. I don't allow yeah. physical mail into my house because it's just pollution. So I that's normal. I sorted into that bin that's underneath it. Lots of normal things. Yeah, right, he's so like he's he's like, like the guy in Creep Show uh, with the placement. cockroaches crawling all over uh, the place. The uh, <laughs> the the couch is made from a leather so that is sourced from uh, young girls. It doesn't actually work. <laughs> so I'm going to take you outside now to the pool area. I would Airbnb this place. Uh, normally the cover would be over Carl. The pool. Don't well, Airbnb. Dilbert's house. Yeah. But I opened it you don't think they're bad vibes? You know, I'm you don't sure see? there are. But I'm yeah. a sucker for an outdoor grill. I'll take you out here. Well, wait till, wait till you see the shape so of one of his stupid... Of the, the back of the what was it, Brett? One of the stupid things is shaped like... It's going to make you watch that. Look okay, at that. Look at that. I hate that. That's, <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a window yeah, of Dilbert. Guys. Looks like somebody... You've seen before. Oh, okay. Somebody Isn't that awful? Like yeah, no, I don't like him. 
So it's a big Dilbert hat I designed into the middle. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, no, we get it. We get it. Yeah, we get it. area. Julie, you're not going to believe what just showed up in the mail for me. Outdoor TV Tell me. Broken at the moment. But a box. Awesome when it works. From Goo Goo Clusters. Right, <gasps> Congratulations! Finally! Bathrooms, you don't have to dry off that much. Now you can start so getting those steps back. Yeah. Is that the you take one Goo Goo Cluster per step, you'll be back on track. Brett, do you like Goo Goo Clusters? Oh, love them. Love them. Carl Goo Goo Clusters. Very excited for you. What is that? It's a candy, like a Tennessee, uh, Nashville-based company, and it's like the candies are basically like blobs of chocolate and nuts. Oh, like a turtle? Kind of, yeah. Like that's a goo-goo cluster. Like, oh, okay. Is there caramel in there too? Or just pecan, peanut butter, and original? Yeah. I ordered them back a few months ago when they sent me the box. Everything was melted inside when it showed up. And then they, I was like, hey, the whole box showed up melted. There's just like, we'll send you some in the winter. Well, like we'll send you a replacement order when it's cold. I'm like, they're seasonal, okay. like Mellow Mars. Well, no, they just are like, hey, we can't keep sending stuff if it's going to be melted. Let's wait till it gets cold. Mm. I mean, I can't argue with yeah. It. And look, well, did I eat every one of those melted things? Of course I did. Yeah, you thought I was in the freezer. You cooking with Crisco? Absolutely, Carl. I put it right in the freezer. That was a world's easiest. Is it presentable? Maybe it doesn't look so great aesthetically. Presented to your mouth. Okay. Same chocolate that was there, just little shaped a little differently because of the sun. Okay, I love a melted. I'm not a big chocolate guy, ironically, mm -hmm. but I love a good melted chocolate situation, ground up in some vanilla ice cream or something like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, like a like a McFlurry or something like chopped yeah, into ice like cream that. or. Yeah. So what do you like? What is this? What is the ideal snack for you? Ideal snack? Oh man, I'm a I'm a big snacker. So it depends on what I'm in the mood for. If I'm going savory snack, mm -hmm. give me some sort of chips or I, I I got into making my own personal charcuteries. Uh, oh. So I'll go get the the calib the calabrese and uh, a fun a fun soft cheese. I don't like a hard cheese. My okay. palate is immature. Oh. A fun soft cheese, you know, some sort of spread, a borson, uh, and then, you know, some crackers, mustard and honey. Mm-hmm. You get that popping. So that's the savory. What's the sweet? The sweet. What's the sweet? Ice cream. All right. Cake. Ice cream and cake. Vanilla. When you say ice cream cake, we're talking like classic crunchies in the middle, vanilla on top, chocolate on the bottom. No. Uh, I, no chocolate, really. Just okay. like... Uh, like right now, I have some leftover desserts from Thursday. Yes. Uh, I got uh, my mom's uh, very famous sour cream cake that she makes. It's very Ooh. good. And I'm yes. going to throw a big old Tell me of, everything about the sour cream cake. Is it a coffee cake? Is it a chocolate cake? Like it's just a vanilla cake. Ah! It's just a vanilla cake, and, 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 you, and you make a glaze, and you kind of mm -hmm. cook the glaze into the cake. So it's very moist. Okay. It's like wet almost. And you yeah. throw some, uh, some. you put that in the microwave for like 10 seconds, maybe. Then throw a, a big old spoonful of vanilla ice cream on that. And you're in tall mm -hmm. cotton. It's good. It's good stuff. Ice cream places. Where's your favorite LA ice cream place? I am a McConnell's dude. Okay. Yeah. I don't like all the other stuff. You go to Jenny's. No disrespect to Jenny's or salt and straw. I've eaten at both of them. I've enjoyed uh, mm -hmm. the product served. So it's not bad. I just don't like all the bells and whistles in my ice cream. Sure, sure. Now, they start off right as a, ooh, 
right here we got a we got what we call a uh, uh, Thanksgiving uh, pumpkin cake ice cream. No, no, no. Go. Is no, that pumpkin? And then they start adding in crazy stuff. It's, it's got mm. pumpkin. It's got this. And you're like, okay, okay, I'm on board. It's got turkey drippings. All right, I'm I'm over that. Right. It's got cream cheese. It's got rosemary. I'm like, I don't want all that stuff in my ice Yeah, cream. I don't like no. it when ice cream's like, this is lavender. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I don't exactly. Like Surprise! You know, you know, perfume? Heard of it? Us yeah, too! Exactly. Wouldn't you like to eat it? <laughs> hey, you know roses? Yeah. Well, McConnell's got this whiskey uh, whiskey yes! butter pecan joint, and it's to die for. It mm-hmm. reminds me, I, I grew up on Bluebell, and it's the closest thing to Bluebell, in my opinion. Do you okay. like bourbon? The actual alcohol? Or just like flavor? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Brett, I, we're gonna, I'm going to call an audible right now. Since we're talking about ice cream, let's we go to the a... recent classic from last last week or two weeks ago. Uh, yes, sure. That's a 10. Now, Carl, this is a clip of an ice cream taster. And have you ever gone to Fossilman's, Carl? Fossilman's. No, I ain't been to oh Fossilman's. Oh, my God. So good. It's is closer that... to what you were saying. It's a, They've been around for 100 years. They've got, they try crazy new things, but they've got these classic ones where you cannot believe, like they have a peach ice cream that I couldn't even handle how good it was. That's out in like Arcadia or something, right? Yeah. There's one in Alhambra and there's South Pasadena. Yeah. Okay. So this is, uh, this is John Harrison. John Harrison, uh, was a longtime uh, taste tester for dryers, uh, who made, uh, Edie's ice cream. Um, and he was, uh, he, he's an iconic taste tester. He was named, uh, uh, the uh, master taster of the year by the American tasting Institute in 1997. Uh, it's said that his taste buds are so fine tuned. He can immediately taste the difference between 12% and 11.5% butterfat in a product. He's really the, um, you know, the, the cream of the crop when it comes to uh, ice cream testing. Ah, and okay. so uh, here he is uh, 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 showing us his method. Let's see what you guys got. Turn the, I'm going to recommend, cream. Carl, you turn your headphone, you turn it up on this All one. the way up. Tasting, what we do is take a small amount right off the top. It doesn't take much. That's the warmest part right here. I'm going to invert the spoon. Mm. <laughs> Cover all 9,000 taste buds. Aerate it, warm it up, driving up that top note, that cream, pure vanilla, sweeteners. Mm, that's a 10. <laughs> I have never not eaten ice cream like that ever again. <laughs> I'm going to do that every time. <laughs> I just say, all due respect to Edie's. Edie's ain't no 10. Mm-mm. What I am going to say is that Carl Tart's one of the best guests we've ever had on this show. Oh, Agreed. wow. Thank you so much. And it was a blast having you here. So much and fun. Yeah, well, we, well, it was awesome. It was fun for us. Now, Carl, you have you have the flagrant ones, which is out every Wednesday? Thursday. Thursday. But then your show, Carl calls his cousin is on the Patreon. Yes, right? they both are on the same flavor ones Patreon. That and when does that go up? Monday and Friday. Monday and Friday. Then that's your that's your that's your own show. Yeah, that's me that, and I, I talk to my cousin about a, a variety of topics. Uh sometimes it's great titillating conversation. Other times it's complete BS. Mm-hmm. But that's the fun of the show. Yeah. And what else do you have going? What else would be? What else would constitute a plug? 
Uh, I got another show uh, called XOXO Gossip Kings. It's a Gossip Girl Rewatch podcast with my buddy Lamar Woods. Uh, you can get that wherever you get your podcast. And uh, on December 14th, on NBC at 8 p.m., I got a little TV show called Grand Crew. It's going to premiere. I'm doing so a special, excited. A special winter preview of it on December 14th, and the official drop drop is uh, January 4th. That's so exciting. And what is that show about? That's just about a group of friends hanging out at a wine bar, navigating life. It's fun. It's fun stuff. Very exciting. And congratulations on that. Thank you and so much. Yeah. And what what else do we got, Julie? Anything? Happy holidays. Yes, happy holidays. This is it. You're I... kicking off our holiday season, Carl. We're excited oh, to spend it with you together. It'll be a tradition going forward, hopefully. Yes. Awesome. Yes. We'll do our I'm leftover in. show. No, but thank you for thank you for taking the time. We're glad it finally worked out to get you on the show. It was so much fun. And where can people hit you up on the socials? Uh, follow me on Instagram at Dammit Carl D A M M I T C A R L. Okay, I'll be there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Carl. It was a pleasure meeting you. You as yeah. well. And let me ask you, Brett. Yeah, please. Have you ever had Thanksgiving on the beach before? What? Where did that idea come from? <laughs> Um, and did you, you, know, you were yeah. having you had a sex on the beach cocktail and you were like hmm you know it's even better than sex thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> that's the new brett cocktail thanksgiving on the beach you can make it's just whatever the like birds that. have left whatever the birds left over i just, <laughs> put, just it in a put it in a blender oh, no. yeah Whatever the birds didn't want. But I don't know. It, it felt like a idea. fun idea. Yes. You know, there was, it just, it, it struck us. It's like, you know, it's, uh, uh, cause I like Thanksgiving. All right. But it's not, maybe, maybe not my favorite holiday. So I'm willing to mix it up a little bit. You know, we don't have any, you know, and particularly we don't have any like traditions that were kind of, uh, going again. Tied so it, it, yeah, it felt like kind of a blank, a blank slate holiday. So it's sure. like, you know, we don't have to, we could do, let's do this. We got a, a free day here. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not at work. Let's, what do we want to do? What could be a fun thing to do? So he said, let's go have a picnic on the beach. Uh, didn't factor the birds in, but you know what? It was our first swing in it next, next year. If we do this again, we'll be prepared for the birds. Um, we'll, uh, sure. Uh, sure. We'll, we'll just leave tent. that open. We'll, we'll yeah. figure it out between now and then. Yeah. Cause Julie, one of the things you, you have to understand is in California, you can drive a couple hours this way and be in the mountains and you could drive a couple hours that way and be in the desert and you go this way and there's snow and you go that way and there's a beach. The only problem is you I go to those it. places. I dig. I was going to say the only problem with that whole thing I just said was that when you go to those places, you run into people who talk about how you can go two hours and be in the snow and two like that's who's there when you get there. Are people you who need, talk about that? I know you need a little bit of an infusion of some, you know, East Coast intellectuals you, what we need. in your in your blood. You I need, need some, some vitamin K. We need some, need vitamin, some vitamin K, K. out here. Well, Klausner. Or you come out here. Hopefully, I'll see you soon. Either way, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll be see. in person soon enough, and then we'll soon. find. We'll f- we have to take care of Franly Woods now that yes. Steve is gone. She's our next great hope. Then it's you. We protect her. Well, she lives um five blocks away from me. Gotta get her on the show. 
not that I don't pace around her home sometimes and leave like a little uh, breadcrumb trail of Marlboros. Get her on the show. <laughs> Get this, her like, on the show. I have this box. I have this trap set up. Mm-hmm. Like an old-fashioned stick with a box with some cigarettes yeah, underneath it. Yeah, no, there's some, no, the cigarettes are the, the, the crumbs that go into the box. Mm-hmm. And then underneath the box, some dungarees. Mm. You might count by me under that box. I love dungarees. And an argument. I love arguments. It says, it says like, opinions, please, but the S is backwards. Mm-hmm. Like Toys R Us. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, happy holidays. And and order your du- double threat merch. Oh, yeah. Everything's on sale right now. Uh, so head on over to uh, tpublic.com slash door slash double dash thread or click on the link in the show notes and load up on some merch. We'll have some new designs in there this month. I promise. Yeah. And Brett, your tops. Oh, wow. Thank you. That top note. Top note. I taste Sweetness. it. Okay. Uh, There's an episode of Double Threat. I like to take it and put it in my headphones in an inverted way. And uh, I get it there. <laughs> Got that. Uh, Julie. Julie Klasner. Tom. Got some Tom Sharpley. Some clips. Got some fun clips. Guest Carl Tart. Got, got a good guest, Carl Tart. Got Brett Bohm. That's a 10. Bye. We, lo- we love you. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.